Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for July 22nd, 2018. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Joey Haynes, Youth Coordinator at Park Road Baptist Church. His sermon today is entitled, A Faith That Endures. So last Sunday, my wife, Liza, and I were landing back from our wedding celebrations here in Charlotte. For two weeks, I had put much of my adult responsibilities on hold so I can bask in all of the glory of marriage and honeymooning. Being a newly ordained millennial and a seminary who has chosen a career in Christian ministry, which I'm assuming many of you probably are very interested in hearing my opinions about the future of the church, and I will sadly apologize that I do not have any answers. So I'll go ahead and say that up front. I have to admit that it was nice, though, to actually have an excuse to put aside all of of life's biggest questions that seem to float in and out of my head every single day. But knowing that I did have a sermon coming up on the emerging church and the future of faith, I couldn't completely let these questions disappear, especially traveling in Europe. For many of us in the U.S., we recognize that Europe was once the heartbeat of the church. But now with the secularization of society, it seems that faith could be a thing of the past. Russ, recently returning from his uh, Amy's pilgrimage, walking 61 miles from Edinburgh to St. Andrews in Scotland, he took this opportunity to reflect on his own opinions about the church and faith. He writes, St. Andrew's Cathedral was once one of the most magnificent churches in Scotland, but it is also in ruins and stands in the midst of its own cemetery eerily appearing as the largest of the headstones in that manicured graveyard, standing within two roofless, floorless, windowless tombs of a church we had passed along the way. We had offered our midday prayers, speaking your names as we prayed our way through our vibrant congregation, and standing there singing simple, sacred harmonies, we were disquieted. How did one of the centers of European Christianity and Europe itself, the heart of the Western church, lose its faith? Thinking about this idea of the emerging church and the future of religious communities, it's difficult for me to not think more deeply about faith. What is faith? What does faith mean to us? It is, in fact, faith that seems to have upheld these religious communities for centuries. Reading Russ's blog, I lingered on that last thought about Europe losing its faith. With church attendance in sharp decline and church ruins scattered throughout the continent, it does seem that the church has not been able to emerge from the secularization of European society. But does that mean that faith has been lost completely? If our structures that define our faith disappear, does that mean there will be no foundation for a church to emerge? 
For centuries, the church has always seemed to be emerging, reforming, and always reforming. In each instance, communities always went back to biblical basics to justify their own interpretations and changes they wanted to make. And as I pondered this idea of the church and faith, it made sense to go back to one of the first discussions, establishing the church. In this morning's text, Peter declares that Jesus is the son of the living God. Jesus, Jesus responds saying, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Looking back at the original Greek, a more appropriate translation of this verse would be, you are stone, on this rock I will build my church. Unfortunately, we seem to always lose these play on words when we translate Greek or Hebrew into English. But it seems that Jesus does not necessarily intend to build a physical church location but is establishing his message within Peter and is entrusting his teachings according to Peter's faith. As Christian communities began to develop in the, early, in the early church, it established this rock in ancient Rome where it still stands today. Roman Catholics have claimed this physical rock within the walls of the Vatican City. And what emerged was an established institution where believers then went out to establish more structured churches. These communities became the bedrock for Christianity, for witness, evangelism. Then, at the time of Constantine's conversion, these marginalized communities became the very empire in which they were fighting. In the first several centuries after Jesus' death, early Christian fathers established their beliefs and creeds and traditions which became orthodox for communities across Europe and the Mediterranean. Until someone disagreed, reforming, always reforming. Since the death of Jesus, there have been individuals and communities emerging from the mainstream beliefs of those holding power. The early church could not completely extinguish these voices from those who were not satisfied with the path that the church had taken. In the 16th century, the reformers used their dissatisfaction to think more critically about their faith and traditions. They went back to scripture to reinterpret this biblical message, which eventually paved the new way for a new church to emerge. In one commentary, Douglas Hare explains how the reformers' understanding of Peter being the rock in which the church was established had been changed during this time. He wrote that the reformers understood the rock to be Peter's faith, which was subsequently shared by all Christians. In the history of salvation, his role is to be seen as foundational in the, emergent, in the emergence of this new messianic community. Throughout the centuries, interpretations of religious texts have changed. Science has forced the world to think more deeply about God and the role of religion. Through all of these changes, has faith really been lost? Or has faith given us a foundation to think more critically about our surroundings, which has undoubtedly changed? So what does this mean for us in the 21st century? 
What does it look like for us as people of faith to think more deeply about our own foundations, which God has established within us? As we observe the changing dynamics, the rise and fall of the influence of the church in the West, is our only conclusion that faith is disappearing. Throughout the Gospels, we do recognize that Peter was not perfect. At times, his faith was a little rocky. He sort of stumbles his way through Jesus' ministry, somehow becoming one of the most beloved. Peter shows that faith does not depend on orthodox beliefs or a four-walled building to live as God calls us, but he commits to be a follower of Jesus to spread God's, to spread God's justice, love, and mercy throughout the context in which he lived. As Peter and the other disciples continued to spread this loving message, society changed, beliefs were altered, traditions transformed and reinterpreted, but faith remained. I imagine that Peter could not predict the future of faith communities in his day, just as it is difficult for any of us to predict what the church will look like in years to come. My hope is that our faith will continue to guide us to live as Jesus has taught us, to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, care for those in detention camps, love God, love our neighbor. I believe that our faith, that this faith is going to continue to change our world, and it will be up to church communities to decide where their rock is grounded. This hope was reaffirmed at our wedding three weeks ago. Being Christian, it was important for Eliza and I to have a ceremony reflecting our religious beliefs. We knew that many people attending the wedding were only marginally religious or did not consider themselves Christian at all. I've had the opportunity to, to travel and study abroad where I've become friends with a very diverse group of people coming from different backgrounds and cultures and beliefs, which has provided me the the chance to think more critically about my own faith and the tra traditions which I knew. It was a blessing to have many of them present at our wedding, but I must admit that I was a little curious how some of the people would respond to our Christian hymns, overtly Christian and God language. For Liza and I, we wanted a service that centered around the love of God and the love of community. For some in attendance, this is a very foreign concept, especially those outside the church. However, I can't quite explain to you the genuine appreciation of our ceremony. I believe that everyone present took the opportunity to think more deeply about his or her own spirituality. Throughout the reception, I had several conversations about God and religion. I also witnessed Russ and Amy deep and, and you know, head-to-head -head conversations with some of my friends not even identifying themselves as Christians, but couldn't help to want to go and speak with Russ and Amy about God and faith and Christian communities. These conversations, you know, for my friends did become a little more enhanced as the night progressed, which obviously when there are some adult beverages um, come into the picture, people seem to be a little more honest about their opinions. 
So as I began writing the sermon, I thought that it would be interesting to follow up with some of these friends about their understanding of faith and where our world is going to. One friend from London, who does consider herself a Christian, however she admits she hasn't been to church in a while, says that faith is a blind, powerful love for something I don't need to see but wholly believe in. She continues saying that it isn't the church that she's concerned with, but some of the people that uphold the church that sometimes use God to legitimize their own bigotry. Another wedding attendee from Austria, which I might add, in Austria, every citizen still pays a church tax um, in that country. So giving some context there, which is very interesting, he responded saying that faith is trust in something which cannot be described logically or through existing evidence. It's the trust in the universe when our rational minds tells us not to trust no matter where you're from or which God you believe in, if any. A friend from Switzerland wrote to me that faith is the natural belief in something that gives you strength. With these conversations, I just can't be convinced that faith has been lost. Although there were many folks whom had an important part in Jesus' message, it was this conversation with Peter which stuck out to me when thinking about faith. Jesus wanted his message of love to be spread throughout the world, and too often the Christian church has failed. Faith has seemed to fade based on the actions of the church, but sometimes when humans have allowed an uninhibited faith to be a guide into into unfamiliar and uncomfortable places, we can get it right. Even when the institution has found itself on the wrong side of history, there has always been people on the outside of that where faith led them into a more just path. Imagine what it would be like if people experienced the Christian love which we proclaim every week from the pulpit. Imagine if our neighbors who have left religion behind experienced a church which practiced more of what we preach. Imagine if we allowed our faith to weave together with the faith of those that seemed so different from us. Maybe our world would be able to be transformed and use its faith to center around the unconditional love which God has intended. Together, by listening more deeply, seeing each other as God's creation, we can create communities that will let the kingdom shine more brightly on this earth. Things are going to look different in the future. Institutions will change. This church will change. Traditions will be transformed. But I believe that faith will endure. In his first letter to to the Corinthians, Paul sends all of us a beautiful reminder. Keep alert. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. May it be so. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you.